Chiefs should have been in this one, but we're going to break down the Super Bowl matchup. Get ready for that. Talk about some interesting trade scenarios, whether they're plausible or not, really doesn't matter. We're going to go through it because this should be a week that we're looking forward to. Hope that you are. Let's get into it. This is Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and we are here five days a week. want to say thank you. And if you would check out another show, that's always appreciated. We definitely will enjoy that. And uh, check out our title sponsor, Get Upside. You can save cash just by tracking your gasoline purchases. Check them out with our code TOUCHDOWN. I'm Ryan Tracy, the proud, the founder and president of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. We do all kinds of draft metrics, all kinds of work on the NFL all year round. He's Chris Clark, the owner of Chiefs Corner. And uh, resident capologist is what I'm going with these days, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that works for me as well. Uh, I do think that it's, you know, Chiefs Corner, we're going to be doing statistics and uh, different metrics as well. So uh, be sure to look at that analytics, cap, uh, whatever you want to know about the Chiefs. So, oh, it's fun because we get to take analytics from two different points of view. I am, I am performance and athleticism and everything physiological that comes from my background as a strength and conditioning coach and you are numbers dollars and cents and i like that i am and that is really what i focus on is numbers dollars and cents so i think that there's going to be a lot of uh stuff like that going on at chief's corner and i'm going to bring some of it here just so we can get a baseline as to where the chiefs are for building forward going to looking into the 2022 season and it's going to be a recurring theme because we're going to go through this all offseason is about the cap and about the numbers and how the contracts stack up because it's Super Bowl weekend and they could have been here. If maybe they spent a little bit more wisely in a certain couple of spots, might have been, might not have been that close to tell you the truth. It might not be about whether Patrick can show patience for four quarters in a ball game or not. It might have been just a little bit more straightforward. So um, before we get into... Chiefs trades, and we want to talk trades specifically, free agent scenarios, all kinds of craziness today, just to have some fun after we look at this ball game. And I just want to know from your point of view, is it better if you're a Chiefs fan to watch the Bengals that knocked you out go win this? Or is it, ah, oh, they beat us, so we want them to, to finish terribly? People are going to say that I have a lot of spite for Joe Burrow, and it's not really that. But it's, uh, personally, I don't want him to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, okay. And it's not necessarily because I don't like the guy. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But I also think that the hype is getting a little overblown. Uh, he hasn't won an MVP. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's playing in his first. He has an opportunity to win one. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. And, and for I, I me, can... I've always been a Stafford fan, so I'm kind of – going that I was kind of going to be going that direction if the Chiefs were in it to begin with. See, th- that's the hard part for me too because normally I would say I want to lose to the eventual winner. I want the Chiefs to say that they got knocked out by the Super Bowl champ. And you got to give them credit where credit's due. That their offense has really been amazing, especially despite the fact that he's been the most sacked quarterback all season. I think that's significant. But in the end, I have a soft spot for a guy like Matt Stafford that has put in the work year after year after year and got nothing to show for it, much like Barry and Megatron did before him. But now he's got a shot. And so like, I'm pulling for him, especially he didn't have the greatest regular season, 
No. You know, there were times where people were like, did the Lions get the better of that trade? And I, I was never on that board, but I can see why you asked the question. So now to get a chance. I to- can't, but, but <laughs> you know, that is what it is. People are going to have their own opinions. I think now to get a chance to redeem, not only the Rams organization that had a tough time last time they were here, um, that's pr- uh, still a pretty good loss to, to deal with. And now seeing Stafford get there, Vaughn Miller jumping over and, and have a possibility of another ring on, on a half a season with a new team. That's that's interesting, too. I, I know he's, he's a Bronco. He'll always be a Bronco. He'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Bronco, but I've always liked Vaughn Miller. I always liked that he wore 58 for a reason. Like So I don't mind that as well. He's always seemed like a good dude, and it's been really easy for me to hate him because he was a Bronco for so long, but now <laughs> I don't have to hate him. So, you know, really can't complain there. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I will say that one of the things – uh, you know, we, we talk about all these different players and, but we're fans as well. Uh, and looking at what brings us into this game or, you know, some of these other teams, it's fantasy football. And one of the things that I did this year is I drafted Cooper cup that brought me even to be a bigger fan of the Rams this time around. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, I cannot see his name without like sliding into a Scottish accent. Like <laughs> little Cooper cup is going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm ready for it. That's it. it goes through my, my brain every time. Like there's so many people that I think support that team because of Cooper Cup, because he's the long shot, because he was he's the guy from Eastern Washington. Like he's such a good story in ascending to that point that you, you feel like you got to be in his corner a little bit. And I certainly do. Yeah, um, and it's what's crazy is seeing that team knowing that they could be even better offensively at points next year because they're missing one of their big weapons, a wide receiver. Yeah. That's that's the way that it goes. Everybody's missing somebody at this point, right? Right. Like, so, is that your most intriguing storyline right now for this ball game? Is everybody's missing somebody, or or, or one receiver in particular? Uh, no, I think my most intriguing storyline is still going to be Matt Stafford. I just, you know, I followed his career. I really, I will be completely honest. I wanted Kansas City to draft him when he came out. Obviously, they didn't have the opportunity. Uh, he went elsewhere, but that is—he is the guy that really got me interested in looking at QBs. Um, and obviously, that didn't happen. But, and I'm not complaining with the QB we have now, obviously. But, uh, right, yeah, it's—he's it, a lot of fun to watch, and I think that he got a very bad opportunity in Detroit for so many years, and it's good to see him get this now. And really, you go back and you watch some of his games. He broke, didn't he? Break a collarbone. And go back into the game to win the game at the end uh, to win the game when he's playing with Detroit. He broke something. Yeah, I, I, or I throw his shoulder out of place. Bone. Yeah, it was something. Maybe a dislocation. That, that yeah, but he I was he couldn't do anything with his non-throwing shoulder. Right. And so his yeah, he's tough. tough. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, for me the the most intriguing thing is that is Jalen Ramsey going to follow Chase Claypool or Chase Claypool? Sorry. Wrong chase, Jamar, um, <laughs> around the field, right? Um, because everybody likes to point to the Mike Evans beating up on, on Jalen this year. I don't think the matchup is that nearly the same. I think Jalen Ramsey has the ability to significantly slow Jamar Chase. If that happens, I don't think that they can win. Well, I, it's going to be very interesting to see that game because Jamar Chase has had his way with teams at times in the playoffs and in during the regular season. Uh, I do expect Jalen Ramsey to, to – you know, maybe shadow him because I do think that's a, a better matchup. Uh, Mike Evans is Mike Evans, and it's a different matchup. You're, you're absolutely right in that regard. Uh, so 
I, I think that that's going to be something to watch. And, you know, the bigger key, and we need to talk about this after the break, but the bigger key for me is going to be the defensive line against the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, you start looking at that Rams defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. That's got to be scary if you're if you're a Bengals fan. Yeah, I have to agree. Let's uh, let's get to it. What's your prediction for this ball game? And we'll start talking Chiefs trades here after this. I think I think the Rams are going to win. I just think that Aaron Donald is going to be the scary guy that is in the you know coming out and and eating Joe Burrow alive. I expect that the Rams are probably going to get four or five sacks in this game. Um, and I just I think that they're the better team. Uh, I, I think the the Bengals can play very good on defense, and they were able to shut down the Chiefs, obviously. Uh, and there's something to be said about that. But I don't understand what happened to Kansas City's defensive line because I would have thought Kansas City's defensive line would have had a chance at Joe Burrow, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Aaron Donald is too good, and he has. There's too many pieces around him that are playing well, and that's the other part of it. Kansas City, that their defensive line didn't play well in that game. That it, that does come down to it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the Travis Kelsey uh, extension episode out of my back pocket. And for those of you who haven't been around since we started that, <laughs> go go check out that day. Um, I, I would like to see Stafford and the guys win, but I'm gonna take the Bengals 27-24 just to have the Kelsey effect there. Yeah, I hope you have the Kelsey effect. <laughs> Now, in order to get there, I'm going to have to put some money down on it. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. First one is to go save some by all you cheese fans grabbing that Get Upside app that you can get from any app store and start tracking your gas purchases because then you get money back every time you put a gallon into your tank with that app. All you got to do is grab it from the app store. It's called Get Upside and put in our code touchdown. That's when you start to make your cash back. It goes into your account. It sits there until you're ready to extract it, and you can get it through your bank account, a PayPal, an Amazon card, like any place that you can get it out, you get your money back, and you just keep racking it up as you keep buying gasoline. Everybody has to do it. So unless you live downtown and don't uh, have an automobile, use an automobile, uh, a scooter, or anything else, you're going to have an opportunity. So grab the GetUpside app, use our code TOUCHDOWN, start saving. When you do that, you can lay some of that money down on a bet, maybe on this giant game, or maybe you got to wait for March Madness, or maybe you wait till, I don't know, the Summer Tennis Championships. Whatever you're into, you can bet on what you want at betonline.net. It's the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, news, and laying that action down. It's not just football. Um, and it takes like one minute to go check it out, find the news, and, and decide what you want to lay down, whether it's a prop or uh, a money line or whatever it is. So all you got to do, go over there, check them out as well. You know, we have our influence. So bet online is where you want to check us out. And I think this is the game. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be this particular ball game. Don't wait. Take advantage of what they have right now for the Super Bowl in 2022. Bet online where the game starts. Scenarios for trades. Is that where you want to begin there, Muted Wonder? Yeah, you didn't do on the line. Come on, dude. You're killing me. Oh, I missed one. Shoot. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This isn't a subject I really wanted to talk about, but I think it's a subject we need to address. Um, okay. People are talking about trade making trades, and uh, I'll just throw this out there, and I don't think we need to give it any more time other than um, it's idiotic. Uh, some people are even saying that Mahomes should be looked at being traded. <laughs> never, never, never going to happen. <laughs> and, and, and nor should Kansas City even look at making that happen. No, 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 
No. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I have not seen any of these things. I've been I've been head down looking at prospects, trying to get some film, watch that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're not trading Patrick Mahomes. You've waited a generation for him, maybe two, depending on how you count generations. Um, he's not going anywhere. You're not trading the offensive line. You might just franchise Orlando Brown and let that happen, but you're not trading him away. You're not doing anything like that. Um, I, I think, honestly, I think the trades are probably the longest shot of anything this offseason. Well, I, I will say this. If somebody offers you two first-rounders for Orlando Brown, I think you have to think about it. But Who's I don't do expect that? – I, I, I was going to say, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, that would be the, the point it, that I would ex, that I would consider thinking about that trade, but I don't expect that to happen. Um, so when you start looking about other trades, I really wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City trades for a yeah. wide receiver. I know we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Uh, I still think that there's a guy in Atlanta that Kansas City could be looking to trade for uh, for eleven million dollars in 2022. It's not a horrible cap number. I have uh, to have but assurances if you're talking about Calvin Ridley. I am talking about Ridley, but it, I, but the, I mean, there's going to have to be some kind of assurances regardless. And I don't it's know going if that's to be capable, a, I don't know if that's a possibility. The, the, the guy has some serious issues. He had to walk away from the team in the middle of the season for, for his own mental health. I don't think that's something you can get an assurance on. I, I think it's an interesting prerogative, and I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. Uh, this is a much different situation in my mind, at least. Um, so I would look at it. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it would it would have to be a sweetheart of a deal. Like, you know, I'm going to need your tight end too. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, I drive a hard bargain. If I'm going to win, I'm going to win. What else you got? What other trades there? No, go ahead. And you bring up the, the trade that we talked about already. No. I, I'm not, I'm only interested in trading picks at this point. Like the more I watch this class, the more I feel like um, somebody's going to want to come up in what is a depressed quarterback class to grab somebody at 30. And we're operating under the impression that the chiefs are going to have the 30th pick. Um, it could be 29 when all the math works out and all that, but I, I do believe it's going to be 30 as we understand now. So, you know, do you pull a Belichick? That's what the question becomes. Do you allow someone to come get what they hope is their quarterback of the future to get that fifth year and do that? A, would you? B, do you think that anybody's going to be that interested? It's hard to see it happening right now, but uh, draft season is just barely starting, so anything can happen. True. Um, you know, I don't know that you're going to be looking at getting that guy the fifth-round option at the end of round one this year, at least as a QB. Maybe you're looking at other – positions but the bigger problem that you're going to have is it's so hard to predict who's going to be available at 30 yeah it's so far down in the first round i mean i'm sure teams have a pretty good idea of who they expect is going to be there but when you're on the outside and you don't have any knowledge of, of who's in there and who's going to be picking who i mean you can figure who you think they're going to go with but it only takes one team to create a slide at a completely different position you didn't see coming and and we got to remember, there's four new GMs, there's eight new head coaches, there's all kinds of different combinations of evaluators that are going to change what you might think is going to be the process that it goes through. So um, 29 picks is a long way to hope that you have it kind of figured out. Um, not everybody's Josh Norris, so I don't think that that's going to happen. I, man, I, I, again, allowing someone to come up and get a, a guy on a fifth-year option, 
I think is attractive because I think you can still get a pass rusher. You can still get a wide out. You can still get a corner in the forties. Yeah, no. And I, th- I think that they look at it. If there's somebody that wants to come up and do it, but the question is, is what are they going to get in value? Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to just give the pick away because they, yes, they need picks, but they don't need them that desperately. Like if somebody's only offering a fourth or fifth round pick to come up, you know, 12 spots, it's obviously not worth it. So, uh, you know, I, I think the value has to be there, and I think Kansas City is going to have to try to get more draft picks because they're going to have a lot of spots that they need to fill with with young players. Uh, and we kind of already talked about how some of that was going to play out with all the free agents they have and some of the guys are going to have to cut. So there are going to be a lot of roster spots available on this team this year. Yeah, I, I think there is. I think when we get back, we should talk about, like, what are what are the crazy loophole things that could happen that maybe throw off this plan or lack of plan? But before we get there, let me tell you about our buddies over at Built Bar. If you haven't checked these guys out yet, I do not I do not know what you're waiting for. Have you tried the puffs? The Built Bar puffs are fantastic. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, very good. There are going to be your new favorites, I promise. All Bit Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and that is puffs included. Low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, before we jump into some craziness, I just want to say this because I do want to get this out there. Uh, The thought of trading Creed Humphrey for T. Higgins? No way. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. There are wide receivers in this league that are undrafted, that are productive every year. There are <laughs> there. Are, you need three wide receivers every time. Trading one to one for an All Pro center, and that's what he is. He he got twelve votes or eleven votes he's as going a rookie. To be. You're right. He's going to be. Um, and and this is the bottom line. Any scenario like that, I'm not sure where that originated from, um, but any scenario like that sends you backward in time to 2019. And welcome back to uh, Austin Ryderville, where 2020. You have, well, yeah. Okay. Fair 2020 enough. is even worse because, I mean, that offensive line was horrible. And Creed Humphrey is the reason, is one of the reasons it was so good this year. And I, I don't want to go backwards. <clears throat> no. And, and you do the one thing that you can't do, and that's put, the all-star quarterback at risk. You cannot do that. And that's that's what the bottom line is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think the other thing that you and I have talked a lot about this, one of the things that Mahomes has going for him going forward, and this is one of the reasons why we talked about uh, that huge right tackle possibly being a, a, a cha- somebody that they could look at uh, a right tackle for Kansas City if maybe, uh, you know, they're not able to get uh, – you know, their right tackle back this year, or they think he's not going to be available. Um, I I don't necessarily like the fit completely, but knowing you have three guys in the middle that are going to be as productive as Tooney, uh, 
Reed and Smith have been, you have an interior wall that allows Mahomes to do what he needs to be able to do, and you do not risk losing any of that piece. Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. Is you've you've made that investment, you've accomplished the goal of rebuilding the offense line. You don't go put that in jeopardy. Um, for quite frankly, is a position that you can find talent all up and down the draft, and quite frankly, you need to yep. because you have to keep that contract low. Yeah. No, and I think that they're going to have to look at the draft, and I, I would not be surprised if they try to bring in a free agent. Uh, you know, like we talked about, Juju is one of them. I think the fits, there's several others we talked about. Um, but I do expect them to draft somebody. Uh, I, I can't see a situation where you have uh, Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson back next year. Yeah. I, I, I certainly hope that they're able to improve not just the, the, the third spot, but the wide receiver core overall. Yep. And so that may include having to cut a draft pack from last year. I don't know if Powell's going to progress to that point. Um, and if they do, we haven't seen him at all. So we have no idea what he's been doing. Exactly. And so that, that tells me it's a possibility. And if that's the way the cookie crumbles, that's, that's the way it crumbles. It's just going to be what it is because you have to do whatever you can do to be one of these teams that we're about to watch this weekend and get back there. And the weapon has to be part of it. Obviously the defense has to have a lot of pieces rebuilt on it as well, but you have to take a look at it as a whole. Here's the crazy thing, though. If you really look at the Chiefs' path back to the Super Bowl, they have just about their entire offense back. Yeah. They're in a great position offensively. I mean, the only player that is not slated to be back right now is Brown, who is going to be franchised or signed to a long-term deal. One of the two. That's going to happen. So they have everybody else back that are the key pieces on that. On that, I mean, the entire offensive line is going to be back. Niang, I would expect, is back. Although I guess that's one, the one that we really don't know about. Um, but they could look at, at getting a right tackle in free agency if they think that Niang is not going to be somebody that can work out. Or they could look at drafting a right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those are options. And then you have another scenario where, you know, yeah, you're missing wide receivers, but you have everybody else back on that offense. You know, Tyree Kill is back next year. Travis Kelsey is back next year. One more piece at wide receiver is really going to open things up. And I do think it really helps. Uh I, I will say this. I don't see how they go back to what they've been doing before with, you know, drafting another guy like Tyree Kill and getting a Hardman. So I do think it's going to be a little bit of a different type of wide receiver. But it's also got to be somebody that's going to fit in the offense and somebody that can run routes very well. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to have that debate because I have a feeling it could be more of the same and just kill him with speed, speed, speed. But that will be a conversation for post-Super Bowl. Hope you guys are pumped for it. Hope that you're ready and watch our reaction. We'll have a show for you following the festivities. Uh, you can do that over on YouTube and like, sub, and hit that bell over there or any of the free platforms for audio and leave us an iTunes review if you would. We appreciate your time. The season wraps here, and then it's on to 2022. Starting Monday, I hope you guys are ready for it. Thanks for listening to us today. We will talk to you next time.